Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of Virtual on Relay FM. This episode of Virtual is brought to you by Drafts, where text starts on the iPhone and iPad, now easier and more powerful than ever. Dash, where you can create beautiful dashboards with just a few clicks, and Loot Crate, a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Federico Vitici. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. Thanks, hey. For, hey, thanks no. for the introduction. <laughs> that was really nice. It's easy to do, you know, when, when I get to work with such fantastic people as you, Federico, it's, uh, it's oh, easy to, to do these intros. Thank you. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, by the way, how are you, Mike? I am how very are... well. I'm getting lots of email uh, over the last couple of days. Federico. Lots of email. Yeah, I mean, because we just opened the the store. We have a store on Relay FM now, where oh, we, yeah. we're currently selling T-shirts and stickers. But it's a permanent store, and we're gonna we're gonna try and have it stocked with loads of cool new stuff over the coming months. And we're working on all sorts of different ideas, different shirts, different styles, and all that kind of stuff. So we have that open now at store.relay.fm. But every time somebody buys something, I get an email. And then when they pay, I get an email too. Hmm. Uh, so I woke up this morning to about 90 emails like in my inbox. I was like, oh, no. Nice. <laughs> and I had, to, like, I had to weed through them all because I couldn't just delete them all because I had some email in there that needed to be worked on. You know, like people had sent me stuff. So I had to like go through and make sure that I, I got rid of all the stuff that I needed to get rid hmm. of. Yeah, can't you like set up some sort of rule for yeah, the I'm just for to. the receipts? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to. But it was uh, when we launched the store. I wasn't at home, so I have, I'm only working from my iPhone, and mm. you can't. We use Google Apps now. We were using Fastmail before, uh-huh. so I'm just going to set up a rule to put that all into a folder. I need to do that. I'll make a to do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a to do, Federico. You gotta make a to do. I'm gonna a task an action gonna... item. <laughs> You're gonna use your task management program uh-huh. to, to keep track of that. Yeah, that's that's cool, I guess. I'm still. So yeah, I'm, people. I'm, I'm interested people... in Todoist, by the way. Oh uh, yeah. I want to check it out. I want to check. So for it those out. for those who are not following, um, there, I have a website where I talk about stuff. Really? And so, yeah, it's called Max Stories, and hmm. stuff happens to be about sometimes productivity. And I recently talked about Todoist, which is a to-do uh, app. Uh, like a cross-platform app for the iPhone, Android, iPad, Mac. Uh, it's basically everywhere. And Mike is interested in trying to do it, which is really nice. I, I, I got a bunch of people on Twitter and um, via email saying, oh, uh, it's all your fault. Now I'm, I'm like trying to do it because of the article you wrote and, I'm, and I actually like it and I think I'm going to pay for it. So that's mission accomplished, I guess. Because I listened a, to last week's episode of Connected, where you spoke about it, and I have your article queued up here to read. Um, I'm interested mm-hmm. in it. You you seem so in on it that I might, I'm thinking about giving it a go. My only thing is like the the exporting of everything from OmniFocus into Todoist. Like that is probably a manual process that I have to go through, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. But yeah, it it's I mean it's it's so powerful. But uh, our friend of the show, Seth. Clifford mm-hmm. uh, Twitter about the last night. Uh, like, it's powerful, but it's it, it doesn't like uh, it's not difficult, you know, to, to get started because the, the advanced functionality is pretty much hidden uh, until you need it. Uh, so yeah, super recommended. Uh, if we if we if we have I don't know uh, video game journalists in the uh, listening to us, um, I extremely <laughs> recommend. Uh, checking out the filters to keep track of articles and stuff. Um, 
It's got all this advanced functionality to create custom lists if you want to keep track of items that you need to do, but also you don't want to have just one giant list. Yeah, it's super, super effective, as the Pokemon would say. Yeah, I need to check it out. Need yeah. to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, you should set up uh, you should set up your to-dos, Mike. I will. I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. I'm I'm all about uh influencing and restructuring my systems in the most productive possible way these days. That's that's mm-hmm. that's all I'm focused on really. So Yeah. Speaking of to-dos, Mike. Yes. I I, <laughs> I know you saved a piece of follow-up mm-hmm. for this week. Yes, a friend of the show, uh, at Graham on Twitter. We know Graham very well, don't we, Federico? Well, yeah, he writes for Mac Stories. <laughs> so. <laughs> he sent me a link to a, uh Xbox support article. It's probably like the X-Base. We'll call it the X-Base. Um, and they, <laughs> there's basically the... Remember I was complaining last week about the fact my Xbox always sounds like it's doing something. Mm-hmm. That's because I currently must have it set on the instant on setting, where it <laughs> okay. basically uses little energy, but the Xbox is always on when, even when you turn it off. But there is a save energy mode, which I need to go in and, and put in and, and like select, where it basically shuts off. You have to start it up with the power button completely. Because mm-hmm. what it's doing is it's sitting there and it's idling and it's getting updates, it's downloading games and stuff for you, which is great because the PlayStation does that too, but the PlayStation does it silently. The Xbox does it with a jet engine. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. So have you have you enabled this mode, Mike? Uh, not yet, I'm going to, because I, I haven't played uh, on the Xbox over the weekend, so... Uh, but I will do when I when I next time I play Sunset Overdrive, which I'm continuing to enjoy. It's a fun game. It's a really fun game. You know, it surprised me how good it is. Have you finished the game? No. Mm-hmm. It seems quite big. I mean, I I don't, I don't know because I'm I'm kind of just playing for. But I put a good few hours into it now though, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm feeling like I'm really. It's got a great learning curve. Like it, it adds on the different abilities that you can have and, and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. It adds them on slowly. But there's so many. You can upgrade your character. You can give him amps. You can give him boosts. You can change the appearance. Then you can uh, get new weapons and you can upgrade the weapons and you can get the weapon amps, like Amp City's additions. Like, for example, you can shoot a bullet at someone and every like one in five bullets makes the enemy catch fire. Right? So it was called an amp, which is a different type of upgrade. Like It's so involved. Even like just the the items that you can collect and dress someone in, like I, t- I changed my guy from having like a green Mohican. He now has like blue, long blue hair, uh, and red face paint. It's great. Mm-hmm. Like the game is so like expressive. I-, I enjoy it a lot. It's yeah. You seem to be really into this game. Yeah, I'm. I I hope it sells really well. I mean, Xbox. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, like if if you're on Xbox Live, I think this. I think this is this week. You can download yeah. Sunset Overdrive for free for an Xbox yeah. Live Gold subscriber. So. You need to do that. Basically. Is it this week or is it for just a day? Is it oh, for it, may a week? Ju- it may just be a day. Hang on, let me. I'm looking now. Um, what day is it? Uh, today is Wednesday, I think. Yeah, oh, it is Wednesday, Mike. I think we missed it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. It everyone. was just for a day. Yeah, it was for a day. I hope that you got it. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so what are, what are the games, Mike? What are the games you're excited to get for the for the Xbox? What, what games are coming up uh, this holiday season? Because I don't really follow the Xbox scene or people who talk about Xbox on Twitter in yeah. general. I, I don't think I have, to my knowledge, 
any Xbox only games that I'm excited to get. Like mm-hmm. all of the games that that I'm I'm interested in, I think are cross platform at the moment. Yeah. So you're not getting the Halo uh, Master Chief Collection. Uh, I'm not that interested in it. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I was never a big Halo player, so it's kind of it's not really on my radar so much, to be honest. Um. I mean, some of the stuff that I'm looking forward to getting, like I'm looking forward to getting the Wii U, right? Because I haven't got that. So getting like Smash Brothers and and stuff like that. Um, and then I don't know. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get GTA Five, and, and yeah. I know that's come out, but I'm gonna get it for the PlayStation because the PlayStation just feels like a better console. Like I can't I can't really explain it, but there's just so many things that I I prefer about it. Like just just yeah, because now you have you have both. So yeah, can... I mean, and then I'll have all three of them. Maybe I'll start getting, like, cross-platform games for the Wii U, you know, because <laughs> they're all there. So why not just go down that route? You know, I, I was waiting for uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby this mm-hmm. week and Super Smash Brothers last week. Uh, but my video game store friend in Viterbo had a delay with the shipments. Um, so, of course, uh, yesterday I came back here uh, in Rome and now the games are in Viterbo and I cannot play them. <laughs> he has Pokemon now. Yes. Oh, man. Today. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad. Because yeah. obviously, you know, we mentioned it last week, but it comes out here for yeah. us on Friday. I could have I could have started playing it today. So yeah. I have a trip this weekend, and I have, a, I have a few hours train journey, so I'm sure I'll get some Pokemon time in. I'm so jealous. Uh, I think I, I won't get the game until Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bought a... Um, I bought a... Um, this is a side story... Uh, if you don't mind me telling this story, Mike, go for it. Um, I, I, I'm I'm basically setting up um, a new tra- tradition at my house uh, with my new friends in Rome. Um, we want to do Nintendo Night every week or so. Uh, so basically, a lot of multiplayer with Super Mario, Mario Kart, and Super Smash Brothers. And so I I, I went to my parents' house and. I wanted to get an, you know, a couple of extra controllers for my Wii U because um, the Wii U can accept can accept uh, the controllers from the Nintendo Wii. Um, basically, I found out that my uh, Wii remotes are broken. Oh. Like, yeah, I think I left the batteries <laughs> like many know years ago. I did it, so uh, over the weekend. <laughs> um, oh, I have a great story actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So you save that for later about like what the games I've been playing. I've totally forgotten okay. about this. Okay. So I'll tell that story later on. Um, but we, uh, me and my girlfriend were looking at some. We were just looking to play some games, and uh, she was like, "Oh, why don't we play the Wii? Because I have a Wii, right? But it's like, I haven't mm-hmm. turned it on in years." And I was like, uh, "Like, let me just see if if there's any batteries in the Wii motes." And I took the door off, and all the batteries leaked. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a same awesome thing that happens. Awesome strategy we have for uh-huh. batteries, Mike. So yeah, I found all the what's the call uh, the acid of the yeah yeah battery so, acid. some sort of stuff, and so yeah, the the Wii remote doesn't even turn on anymore. Uh, so I went to my video game uh, store owner friend, and I bought um. I wouldn't say it's a it's a ripoff, but it's basically like a like a Chinese Wii remote. Yeah, third, uh, third party. Let's call it third it's party. It's a third party. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's got all the instructions in Chinese, um, and it doesn't it doesn't have the Nintendo logo, but it it's it looks like a real Wii remote. Uh, and he told me that it's basically just a Wii remote without the logo. Uh, so I got a black one, and and it's got the integrated Wii Motion Plus, 
which do, do you remember the Wii Motion Plus, the little accessory with yeah. plug into the Wii Remote because it didn't have the better gyroscope? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm planning to to try this uh, new Wii Remote tomorrow evening with uh, Mario Kart 8, um, or tonight. I don't know, but still soon. Uh, and, and we want to do Nintendo Night. Yeah, that sounds uh, awesome, man. I wish I could join your Nintendo Night, Federico. Can, can you like? You know what? What should be a feature? Like you, you should be able to to have local multiplayer, but uh, maybe also with other friends who are not joining you like locally. Oh, that would be so. I mean, that seems like the way to do it because then I could join your Nintendo party. Yeah, <laughs> you could be like my remote friend. We should do that though. Anyway, I don't know why me. And yeah, you don't, because you don't have a Wii online. U, Mike. That's why. <laughs> yeah, when I get my Wii U, we're gonna play. We're gonna play. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Anyway, Mike. Yes. Sir. Um, I have a, a few links this week because I, I actually, came, <laughs> this sounds so funny. I actually came up with a new workflow to save all yes. these links. Yes. So there, like, I take much more pleasure into saving links because everything is working. Um, but before I talk about these links, Mike, mm-hmm. do you got anything to tell me? I want to tell you, Federico, although you already know all about it, of course, so I'll tell everybody else about Drafts. Drafts is our sponsor this week, and it is the quick and easy way to capture and share text on iOS, and it's one of the most popular apps in the App Store. Drafts 4 is even more powerful than ever. With Drafts, you're able to make your text come First, when you open the app, you're presented with a new blank draft ready and waiting for you to type. And you can type anything in there and it stops you getting distracted. So, for example, let's say that you want to send a a tweet and maybe a message to app.net or something like that. You can open drafts, type it all in there and you can very easily just fire it out to those services with all of the extensions and actions that are built right into drafts. Say, for example, you want to send an SMS to somebody but you don't want to tap through all the multiple screens in which you need to do that where you can just open drafts, type it in, send it out. It's really easy. Drafts is basically the one-stop shop for getting something out of your brain and to anywhere you need it to go. The output options that are available to you are huge. You can create calendar events. You can post to Facebook. You can send email. You can send any type of message. Maybe you want to save, prepend, or append to a Dropbox note or a Google Drive note or an Evernote document. Maybe you want to save a note to iCloud Drive or to to apps that can access that. Maybe you want to integrate with OmniFocus and Fantastical to help you set up your tasks or appointments super quickly without ever needing to touch the application. You just put it all in drafts. It also Drafts now also features some fantastic customizable keyboard extensions. They allow you to set up like, so for example, I have loads of uh, markdown keys above the keyboard now so it makes it really easy for me to format documents into markdown so like i press the little link button it adds in the bracket stuff puts the cursor in the right place i can copy and paste then i can use the left and right keyboard buttons that they add in so i can tap across and then type in the link information it's super cool and it's made drafts even more powerful than before drafts can make any workflow shine and that's something that Federico knows all about Drafts also has um, a great uh, action directory so this is like a community driven thing where people set up new extensions and new app integrations with drafts and you can really quickly and easily add them all in I love this app it's so cool it's so powerful but it's also so simple as well depending on how you want to do it go right now to agiletortoise.com slash drafts to find out more or search for drafts for in the app store thank you so much 
to Agile Tortoise and Drafts for supporting this week's episode of Virtual. One of my favorite apps ever made for iOS, so I'm super excited about this sponsor this week, Mike. It's it's just one of those apps that just has gotten better, better and better and better over time. Oh, yeah. Greg yeah, yeah, just it's... integrates everything. It's just so cool. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. Tell me about some links, Federico. Yes, I have the links for you, Mike, and for our listeners, uh, because the links can be found where, Mike? Tell me detailed instructions to find these links. Turn on your games console um, <laughs> of some description. Maybe it's uh, a Nintendo DS with the Opera browser, or maybe you're using the Internet Explorer browser built into your Xbox One. Fire it up. Wait for it to load, uh, grab your game's controller, navigate to the uh, address bar, and type into the address bar very slowly with the controller, relay.fm slash virtual slash 15, and there you will hopefully find our formatted show notes in a way that is appealable to you. Very well. Um, So, Mike, uh, you remember Steam Early Access. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talked about this a few times on, on Directional, then on Virtual, and now... Valve has set uh, new guidelines for Steam Early Access to make sure that basically people don't end up uh, spending money on games that never get made uh, or games that crash and lose uh, saved data. So Polygon has a, has a whole uh, summary of uh, these, um, these changes in the Early Access rules, uh, but to sum up, basically, um, Valve is telling developers to set proper expectations. So if you think that the game will get made and finished eventually, tell people. If you don't think that you can finish the game, uh, do not launch a game on Steam Early Access. Uh, tell people that uh, save files may break, may be corrupted, or there may be technical changes to save files during the Early Access program. Um, don't launch the game if you... Uh, if you don't think that you can finish by only selling a few copies on Steam Early Access. And in general, don't rely on Steam Early Access to uh, to collect the funds to finish a game. Uh, launch on Steam Early Access if you have a, a game that is playable, um, a game that you can advise people to treat as, properly as an alpha or a beta with you know technical issues a few times and basically early access should be I, I think in the way that it was intended a way to let people play your game your game earlier than usual it's not a it's not a way to scam people it's not a way to you know to, to make money and disappear um, and, and I do think that this is a welcome uh, clarification from yeah. Valve. Because, uh, this uh, sounds this sounds a lot like Kickstarter's new rules. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't don't use Kickstarter as a way to just fund your game, yeah. like at uh, your project, like just for the sake of doing it. Like it needs to be something that can exist, and you think you're going to be able to do it before you even start. Like that's the way to do it. Yeah, because if you don't have a a, a plan, you know, uh, you should not launch on on early access or Kickstarter or whatever. Uh, it's it's only like an extra boost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to to let people crowdfund your game. Um, I, I I don't know because I I see a lot of people um, like all the time saying stuff like uh, Kickstarter campaigns or Steam Steam early access are like destroying the video game industry uh, because they're setting the wrong ex- expectations and because now people. Are, 
kind of expect to be able to play a game when it's not finished. And that kind of destroys, you know, the, uh, I would say the artistic component of, you know, uh, a game is released when it's ready. But then again, I don't know, because you see, so, I mean, take a look at the latest uh, Assassin's Creed, right? It's yeah. not a, it's not an, uh, it's not an not artistic a, an, process by any means, it would seem. Or uh, it's not an early access game, but it's clearly not finished. Uh, so maybe uh, Ubisoft could have been able to, you know, find some bugs with a, with a few more testers, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, because they're not super hard to find those bugs. Can we, can we, uh, have you, have you seen like the, there's a Tumblr with all the glitches and the bugs in, in Assassin's Creed? I'm, I'm sure there the are many. Uh, yeah, I'm going to send you the link. There's a couple of creepy screenshots. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think that for certain kinds of games, it absolutely makes sense to, to let people play, you know, beforehand. Like, I think that, um, Plum Beer is doing an awesome job with the Nuclear Throne uh, updates on Steam because they're super like regular. They they have frequent and regular updates. They get in touch with people. They have a forum board to discuss the, you know the the evolution of the game with with uh, customers, and they have streaming um, sessions on on Twitch to to show the development of the game. Like I think it can be done well and it can be beneficial to to developers and customers. Uh, but obviously, just like any other new service, there's going to be uh, you know people who abuse the you know the the technology. Like mm-hmm. there's developers who abuse the App Store or the Google Play Store. But I I do think that the the, the positives uh, far far outweigh the the negatives in in this story. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So let me tell you about Slowpoke. <laughs> Do you remember the Slowpoke uh, reggae song? Oh, how could I forget Slowpoke reggae? <laughs> right? Song? I mean, it's awesome. Uh, so now, if you if you want, Mike, I'm not sure if this has been launched in Europe yet or if it's only for Japan. But there's um there's a Slowpoke 3ds home screen uh, theme that you can get from the eShop. Right. And it's got associated sound effects. From Slowpoke. <laughs> Why <a> Slowpoke? <laughs> I mean, because he's a star, right? <laughs> clearly, clearly, he is the star. Like this is what we're learning here. I mean, everybody loves Slowpoke. He's just a laid-back Pokemon. I he love care. I love the images they're using, like him just yeah. lounging on the beach. You know, like, hey, <laughs> yes. hey, buddy, want to play some video games today? Yes, that's exactly the theme of this uh, uh, customization. Um, there's a video from uh, Nintendan, who is um, a, a Nintendo uh, YouTuber and blogger. And I think from you know, like a, like he's he's really all oh about. he's he's yeah he's he's a you know when you're looking for new stuff it's either from Vux or from Nintendan. Mm-hmm. I follow these two guys on Twitter and and they're they're uh, they have videos and screenshots and details way way uh, you know. Uh, faster than other websites. Uh, they're awesome. And there's a video from Nintendo about the Slowpoke uh, 3DS home screen, uh, which I recommend checking out. Um, anyway, back to Kickstarter, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week I told you about Thimbleweed Park, the new adventure game from Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. Yes. That's, uh, so it's been funded, obviously. Naturally. Um, 
they're collecting a lot of money. <laughs> and the good news is, yes, the good news is that uh, if they collect uh, just a little more money, I think it's uh, the goal is set to $500,000. So right now they ha- they have collected, just let me check real quick. I'm $412,000. So yeah, it, it seems that it's going to happen. There's 22 days to go. If if they... They uh, need got, 525. 525 and they'll make it for iOS and Android. Yes. There go, there's going to be an iOS version. Uh, so it seems pretty much a given at this point that there's going to be a mobile uh, conversion. We You asked me about this last week, whether uh, there was going to be an iOS mm-hmm. game. Uh, so yeah. Hopefully there there is going to be one, uh, and I'm super excited by this because it makes sense on the iPad. I hope, um, you know, it, there should be uh, some sort of mouse for the iPad so you could play adventure games. Oh, Federica, <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Is that, is that what you want? <laughs> no, no, not really. Okay, some sort of dedicated accessory just for adventure games, not for real work. Oh, yes. Uh, Mike, I want you to read me mm-hmm. uh, a paragraph uh, from a, from a study, and then I will tell people what it is about. Okay, so here's, here's the paragraph. <clears throat> Clearly, the G, the degeneracy, the degeneracy. Okay. Degeneracy. Clearly, yeah. the degeneracy pressure far outstrips the gravitational pressure by 11 orders of magnitude, the paper concludes. The outcome of this discrepancy is that if constructed, the planet would survive for only a very brief moment before violently destroying itself and any short plumbers who happen to be running about on its surface. So this is not uh, about the apocalypse. Uh, this is a study uh, about Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> the the original uh, and Super Mario Galaxy 2, the original Nintendo Wii games, uh, released uh, a few years ago. And so a few physicists from the University of Mike, help me out here. Um, the University of something or other. The Department of Physics and Astronomy at England's University of Leicester. See, so oh, there's a quite an institution. So they took a look at the um, scientific accuracy of the uh, physics in Super Mario Galaxy. Naturally. And, and of course, it, it's, it sounds like Mario would die uh, with real physics, like with, uh, with the physics that we're used to study here on this planet. Um, the, the gravitational pressure would basically destroy the planet and Mario, uh, which is not good news for the, for the plumber. Uh, but it is good news for us because it means that we got um, a super uh, incredible, uh, doesn't exist anywhere, couldn't exist anywhere game. Uh, I remember, this is another one of one of those stories that I, that I recollect here. Uh, when, I, when I first got uh, Super Mario Galaxy, so... There were a lot of rumors um, about the sort of Mario game that Nintendo wanted to make for the for the for the Wii, and when they when they came up with this idea of the planets, and uh, you know the, like the little planets, and you jump from planet to planet, and and it's like there's no unified level, there's no unified stage. Um, a lot of people were skeptical, you know, about the like, is Nintendo losing their mind uh, because. Uh, since you know uh, Mario sixty four and then Super Mario Sunshine, uh, there were there always was a, a unified three D stage 
and you like you're, you're able to walk around the stage and now they're saying now there is going to be all these little mini planets and you jump from planet to planet and each planet has its own like nature or environment and some planets are bigger others are, are smaller and there there was a lot of skepticism about this because uh, especially after super mario sunshine which people didn't really like i really loved the game uh, but most people don't like it in mm-hmm. in hindsight um and then when Mario Galaxy came out, it, it was genius. It, it was incredible. I mean, the graphics were amazing. The control scheme was amazing. And the idea was just genius because it was, un- it was unlike any other game that I had ever played before. And it is one of, I think it is my favorite Wii game. Um, and one of the most original takes on Mario from Nintendo that I've ever seen, I think. And now I don't care whether the gravitational pressure is accurate or not. I mean, the, it's awesome that the university <laughs> took a look at this issue. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's not a realistic game. So, um, But how else are you going to know, though, Federico? What? How uh, are you going to know? You know, how are you going to know about these things if people aren't doing them? This is, this is, big, this is a big deal here, buddy. <laughs> it means we, we won't be able to jump from small planet to small planet in the future because our heads might explode. Yep. It, it is not good news, Mike. Um, you should still grow uh, a mustache, I think, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And you should change your name from Mike to uh, Mike Yo. Mike Yo. It's a me. Mike Yo. Mike Yo. Like the the Italian plumber and podcaster. Yeah, I think I think we have a million dollar idea here. I, I think we should move on. Yes, um, I want to leave uh, a link in the show notes uh, about uh, a, a classical rendition. I think of um, Luigi's Mansion's uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, there's two songs. Uh, from the game, which came out on the 3DS last year. Uh, one of the best games for the, for the 3DS. I think it is the game that got me back into wanting to talk about video games. Um, I think it is the game that started directional, if I recall correctly. Um, so yeah, there's um, the orchestra of, uh, I cannot remember the, the city. Uh, they, they played uh, two songs from Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and it's a great video, so go check it out if you liked the soundtrack. Um, I also have uh, one last link, Mike, Mm -hmm. that I want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. I'm just confirming whether, because it's another Kickstarter campaign. Uh, I don't usually want, like, I don't usually give my money to a lot of Kickstarter campaigns, especially when it it comes to hardware, because, you know, all the stories of... uh, people failing to deliver hardware. So I'm just going to link to the website. It's, um, it appears to be, it's called the HD My Boy. Mm-hmm. And it appears to be some sort of HDMI adapter to play original Game Boy games, like on the original Game Boy hardware, on an HD TV. Okay. And I don't know how this is possible. Uh, there's a video, uh, actually it's not a HDMI, it's a VGA prototype uh, that it goes then to an HDTV. There's a bunch of cables uh, in this video um, the, and they said there's going to be a Kickstarter launching today 
uh, it still isn't live. Um, so th there's a video you can check out. There's a The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy, one of the strangest Zeldas ever made for portable consoles, by the way. Um, and it runs um, on an HD TV, and it's it appears to be quite like the picture quality is pretty good. Uh, so go check out the website. It's um, hdmyboy.com/play. Uh, I'm kind of kind of curious about this. So Federica, uh, I know this works. Why? Because I've seen it. Where? Uh, last week, last weekend, there was a mini maker fair. Oh, London. no way. You you saw this? Yeah, and I spoke to the guy. Really? So you see the you see on the page the image of like the six games on the screen. Let me So if you go to hdmyboy.com, there's like a there's like three images on the page. Uh and there's like one of them, like there's a a couple of TVs and they've got like six Game Boy games running at once. Yeah. So that was at the Maker Fair. So I spoke to him and asked him how it works. And basically, you unscrew the back of your Game Boy, your original mm -hmm. Game Boy, and then you put the back into this uh, this little pack that they've built, this like attachment. You just no solder, uh, soldering or anything like that that's needed. It kind of just slots in. Uh, mm -hmm. And then it, it like doubles the thickness of the Game Boy, but you can then plug a HDMI cable into it. This is crazy. And then you can plug an NES uh, controller into it. Seriously. So you can stretch it across the room and play the Game Boy games with, your, with an NES controller. This is insane. Yeah, yeah and I played it. Photos. I played it. But it you works. didn't tell me anything about it. I wanted to save it for the show. <laughs> oh, so you planned the surprise for mm -hmm. me. Yeah, so it Thank works. You. It works. I've seen it. They had a, a, a 3D printed prototype, but... Like of of the case and how the case works, but yeah, it's it's a working project. Uh, I've seen it in action. Huh. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the. There's a cable. There's a. They're showing the Tetris mm -hmm. on the on the on the HDTV. A lot of games. They were they nice. were playing Earthbound, which which I thought was quite funny because we'd just spoken about it. Earthbound on the Game Boy. Was it Earth or was it Mother? Mm. One of those. I think it was anyway, but I could be wrong. Maybe it's yeah, because we're gonna get follow up because there, there's no mother. Okay, they were playing something else then. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry, everyone. I think they might. They must have been playing please. Zelda. They must have been playing Zelda. I don't know why I thought. Please that. don't send an email to Mike. Please don't. I correct myself immediately, and and I will like. So you so you tried this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it Very in action. Nice. Spoke to the guy, and he told me how it worked. Because I was like, "How are you doing this? Like, this doesn't seem right. Tell me yeah. how you're doing this." Yeah, that's my question. Huh. I've seen it. Yeah, so I'm gonna give my money to these guys. Yeah, yeah, you should. I think it definitely okay. works. Like he said, it's really simple. I'm sure that they'll have a video that explains kind of how you do it a bit more. But you just unscrew the back of the Game Boy, you clip this thing in. He said you don't need to. You don't need to do anything crazy with it, and and it just works. Nice. Yeah, I I still have a uh, my yellow original Game Boy, uh, and it's uh, it works. Um, I didn't leave the batteries into the case into the case, so. Um, there's no leaking in the I'm game. Sure, though. I have one somewhere. I uh, mean, I, I kind of wanted to try this, you know. Uh, I I got my original copies of um, Ninja Turtles for the Game Boy, yep. and probably I think Ducktales. So yeah. But according to our Twitter account, Federico, there uh, it starts at seven p.m. UK time. Uh, or, well, 
actually doesn't say, but 7 p.m. they're in the Netherlands, so maybe it's like around that sort of time. So sometime between probably 7 and 9 p.m. your time is when it'll go up and kick today. Very cool. Very cool, Mike. Early bird. For... Get your early bird discount, Federico. Yeah. I mean, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Thank you, Mike. So I have a couple of a couple of links for you, Federico. Tell me tell me all about the links. So um virtual favorite, Thomas was alone. Oh yes. Uh is now available as a cross buy on Vita and PS4. Mm-hmm. Great news, yeah. Uh, so you can grab that. It's also available on the Wii U now as well. Yeah, it's also on sale on iOS for Black Friday. There you go. So it's everywhere. If you want to get Thomas Us Alone, which you should, it's a great game. It's everywhere. Now it's on sale. It's, you know, get it. It get seriously it is on. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is there any platform that can play Thomas Us Alone? Probably Blackberry, I think. Sad Blackberry. Oh, poor Blackberry. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo announced today in something that's very peculiar um, that from January they're going to start selling some eShop games in stores so they're going to have empty boxes with download codes in them really? yeah so the first one that they're doing uh, is a Nintendo Pocket Football Club and they're also doing Mario vs Donkey Kong two different games and you buy the 3DS boxes and they have codes inside. Is this for people who cannot, like, who don't have internet access? No, because you still have to, to go to the eShop to download them. Oh, so it's not a physical copy. It's no, no. Just, just, just the download code. codes. What's the point? Exposure I have no idea. in retail stores? I guess so. I mean, a lot of companies like PlayStation do this, but they sell little cards. But these are like full-on boxes. So basically, like a tweet that I saw, the tweet that, that brought me to this, um, like was a guy saying, Nintendo have just announced that they're going to start selling empty boxes, like which is effectively what they're doing. Yeah. It's yeah, basically, yeah. So peculiar. So they're selling you the case. <laughs> effectively, yeah, you get, you get an empty box. I mean, maybe that's going to solve your uh, manual problem, right? So they're going <laughs> to, maybe they'll put manuals in there for you if you want. Yeah. Yeah, then that's obviously the the future. <laughs> so uh, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah I guess Nintendo weird. wants people in GameStop to to find yeah. about these games. I totally so, get that, but selling a box seems a bit a bit too much. But it's like one 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 of those eBay scams when you get just the box. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a a stake inside or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like a shoe inside. So there you go. <laughs> Cool, uh, cool, and, and weird also. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you want to talk about? Us? Should we talk about our second sponsor for this week's Please episode? Please do. Yes. I'm really happy to to welcome back Dash as a sponsor to Virtual. Dash is a super cool website that lets you quickly create real-time custom dashboards. These dashboards allow you to get a visual overview of important data for your website, business, or even your life. Dash is a fantastic web app. It allows you to pull in data from a variety of different sources. There are dozens of pre-built widgets and integrations for services like AppFigures, GitHub, Twitter, Chartbeat, and so many more. With Dash, you're able to also import your own custom data. They have an API that allows you to share data from Dropbox or all over the web and create custom widgets as well. What Dash allows you to do is to pull in all these data sources and create a, a visual overview, like a, just a dashboard of all of this information on. So for example, if you're a developer 
and you want to see how your app is doing in the store, so maybe you've got a game that's just come out, you can have your Twitter account so you can see what people, how people are mentioning you, so you can see maybe deal with any support stuff or just see the admiration that's poured on you. You can have the iTunes store charts there as well, so you can see how you're ranking. Um, maybe you're developing with people and you're using GitHub, so you can use GitHub to keep track of all of that. You can even have Google Analytics right there so you can see how many people are on your site. It's basically however you want to use it. Dash have like a bunch of different integrations, but you can pull in all your own data as well, as I mentioned, and you're able to really craft something that makes sense for you and all your business. The pricing model for Dash is a lot like GitHub. Everyone gets unlimited public dashboards so that you can share live data with the Dash community and you can also get inspiration for dashboards of your own. But if you upgrade to their Pro account, which is $10 a month, you also get unlimited private dashboards too that are just for you to see. But Dash is currently running an awesome limited time promotion. If you sign up for a free account today at thedash.com, that's T H E D A S S H, sorry, T H E D A S H.com, you'll also get one private dashboard for free in addition to your free accounts on limited public dashboards. There's no credit card required to do this. You just sign up, put in some information, and you'll keep your private dashboard forever. This is a fantastic offer that you should really take, be taking advantage because of because there is absolutely nothing to lose. So go sign up right now at the dash.com and support the dash for supporting us thanks so much guys so federico what have you been playing this week uh i haven't been playing much on consoles um because i needed to uh, organize uh Mac story stuff for uh, black friday mm-hmm. but i've been playing on my ipad um two games uh one is of course cross Road. I've been playing more. I still think I suck at the game, but I'm still uh, having fun. So that's uh, what matters. What's your top uh, score? Somewhere around 100 and something. It's it's not super high, but also because, you know, I've I, I never been too good at high scores and sort of Twitch games. Uh, you know, I just have fun. So my, my high score is not too high. Uh, I just keep playing and losing and I still laugh at the, at the sound effects. That's uh, that's my main reason to play is because this game makes me laugh. There's nothing and wrong I with that. Play, play, I still play with the chicken but I also like the penguin now, kinda. Like when it dies, it's, I love the it's penguin. funny. I love the penguin. Yeah. And I also started playing this other um, iOS game called Framed um, which is developed by Love Shack. And it's uh, it appears to, yeah, it was very popular. So a lot of people told me, hey, there's a Framed that came out on the App Store. And I'm like, what's Framed? Uh, and it seems like it's uh, it's an Australian developer. It's an indie game. Um, Hideo Kojima, the, the Metal Gear guy, uh, said it's uh, his game of the, of the year. So, you know, <laughs> uh, no better recommendation than that. Um, so Framed is... Um, it's a puzzle game, right? Uh, but it's a puzzle game with story. Um, and it's a, based on a very... Uh, it's a unique mechanic. Uh, you need to slide and rearrange the panels of a comic book to uh, change the story. And this sound, in, in, when you, when you uh, describe it, it sounds complicated. But in practice, you, you get all these... If you read comic books you get all these panels of the, of the story um and for instance maybe there's a you control this character um 
which appears to be, I, I've only played the first few chapters. He appears to be some sort of detective or private investigator of some sort. And you control this character and, and he has to escape or to, you know, to avoid being killed. And you need to change the path of this guy and you need to rearrange the panels of the comic book to make sure that maybe he, he walks behind um, a, a guard or maybe that he can jump from uh, from a building to another building and and it's super like it's not the usual action game it's not the usual puzzle game it feels like somewhere in between uh, there's a stealth mechanics here and there um, you need to be fast because the character keeps keeps moving and you can move the panel so when the character moves so you can you, you, there's some sort of um twitch component i guess because you need to be fast and intuitive uh but you can also keep trying as long as you can as long as you want there's no um there's no uh like how many lives uh i have left uh, you can try how many times you want and so you can you know just make sure that you get the level right and it, it is really unique uh, the graphic style it's based on these uh like these uh like silhouettes of of characters uh the 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 soundtrack is a live uh jazz performance <laughs> which is really awesome um yeah it's it's definitely one of the most original games i've tried on iOS it is a it's a, like I don't know how to describe it, which I think it's a it's a it's a good sign. I have it. I've downloaded it. Um, I plan on playing it. I'm interested in it. So there's like this whole. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word noir vibe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, it's it's one of the cool. games. It's one of the games I have downloaded at the moment to try out. So I'll I'll, I'll bump it up the list. Um, I've been playing uh, Crossy Road uh, naturally because it is it's the game of the moment. I love that it's in the top ten on the on the free charts of the App Store at the moment. I love that because it's 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 a game that is we spoke about it last week. It's designed of a lot of class and, and I'm I'm a huge fan. Um, mm-hmm. My current score on Crossy Road, my top score is two hundred and thirty six. Yeah, well, <laughs> many many of my friends are in the three hundreds, um, which upsets me because I don't know how they're doing it, but they are. Um, but yeah, if you haven't played it, you should be playing it. It's it's awesome. Um, it's I'm, because they are better people than us. Yeah, I mean, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, threes received an update this week. Oh yeah, I saw the red update. Yep. So I've been playing that. It, it's one of the the featured red um, red games. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's also had some other stuff in it that I'm I'm very happy with. It has a night theme now, as well as the red theme that was added. Yeah, I saw. I, I I redownloaded threes because of the night theme and because there's a a new statistics screen. Yes, that's what so I yeah, love. So yeah, I'm gonna keep it on my on my devices. I think there's a. Do you know if there's a, any sort of sync between devices now? It, yeah, between iPhone and iPad, I think it uses iCloud because it oh, uses cool. Game Center anyway. So. So Game Center can do sync. Well, you can. I believe so. It's part of the Game Center kit uh-huh. thing. And yeah, and because it I never, the top I never, scores. I never use Game Center, so right. 
yeah yeah so it does it does do it does do that so there's also been some other modifications so like if you are a threes player uh, where before it would show you if it was going to be a higher than a one or a two tile that came in it would show a plus but now it shows you a couple of different options of number that it's going to be that actually changes the game quite significantly because you can plan it better where you're going to make your moves um, and it has the statistics and the night theme. I really like it. Also, now you can start new games and it might have like a 96 tile in or something instead of just twos and ones and threes. So uh, really, I love threes. I play it every day. It's on my home screen. Um, it's one of my favorite iOS games, if not my favorite iOS game ever made, and you should play it because it's just fantastic. Um, I've also played the new, the new, new Monument Valley level this week. So uh, along with um, the Threes uh, Red promotion, there was also a new Monument Valley level called Ida's Red Dream. Um, so it's part of like the, uh, the the promotion to help raise money for the AIDS effort, the Red AIDS effort. Uh, and this is probably, well, they're saying, us two are saying, this is it for Monument Valley now. This is the final level. This is our last time with Ida. That's really sad. Yep. So I downloaded the game uh, last night. I'm going to buy the levels today and see what's up. I saw a lot of people saying these are my favorite uh, levels yet. No, I prefer the Forgotten Shore levels. There's Uh some stuff, but some of the Forgotten Shores levels are just outstanding, and I I do prefer those to these. But these are really, again, they're really great. Like, it's just more more incredibleness from those guys. And Monument Valley is just so, so fantastic. Absolutely Mm -hmm. love it. So I'm happy that there's more of it. Cool. I want to tell you really quickly just uh, uh, an extra link, I think, cool. uh, that I just saw because it, it came out this morning. Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they sold 1.5 million copies in Japan in three days. <sighs> wow. Yep. <laughs> A lot of people are buying Pokemon games. Yep. Sounds about right, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited to get mine. Man, I can't wait. I was just I I was so tempted to get a new like to to buy a, a 3ds XL to play it, but I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not. I'm just going to wait until the new 3ds has come out. I'll just suffer the small screen until then. But I want it. I want it. Yeah. So let me talk about our final sponsor, and I have a I have a little story of multiplayer experiences to talk to you about. So Loot Crate is back again this week. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you will get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. If you go to lootcrate.com slash virtual and enter the code virtual, you'll save 10% on any new subscription to Loot Crate. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every single month. For example, Loot Crate last month was a head-to-head rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. They were celebrating the fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your favorite geek and gaming franchises like Mega Man, Assassin's Creed, and so many more. Stay tuned for next the-, the next theme announcement at the end of every month. 
They ship to over nine countries and they have loads of info on their site about all of this. Loot Crate is so much more than just a standard subscription service. It's an entire community of fans that share their experiences and interact with each other around the unboxing of each month's crate. Loot Crate guarantees more than $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes it's a lot more, so you're always going to be saving money on the stuff that you get. Every month there's a different theme and all of the items are curated around that one theme that they pick. Themes are inspired by major movie and video game releases as well as pulling from pop culture history. Previous crates have included items from franchises like Star Wars, Marvel, The Walking Dead, Legend of Zelda and many more. So really, for this audience, it's a perfect match. Go to lootcrate.com slash virtual and use the code virtual to save 10% on any new subscription. Thank you to Loot Crate for their support of Virtual and Relay FM. So I mentioned earlier, Federica, that me and my girlfriend wanted to uh, play some video games this week. I, I love mm-hmm. it when she when she says that. It's a, it's always a great surprise. She's like, why don't we play some video games? I'm like, hallelujah. You know, it's like, yes, <laughs> let's play video. Yeah, I just, I love it. It's uh, it's something that I don't like to, to force on people, but I love it when yeah. people suggest it, you know, because it's, it's a nice thing. So um, I didn't really know what we would play. Uh, so I decided that we would maybe get something new and I thought we'd pay, play a PlayStation game. Um, and she mentioned that she'd loved playing Worms when she was younger. So I was like, there has to be a new Worms game. And there is. Worms Armageddon uh, was, yeah. was a game that we downloaded. Worms, uh, I think, yeah, Worms, Armage- Worms 2 Armageddon. It was on the PlayStation Network. So, so you, you got it for PS4. Got it for PS4. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, I had to wait for a, a long time for it to download. So I was sort of poking around and came across Spelunky again and thought, I wonder if Spelunky has a um, a multiplayer. And it does, and it's fantastic. So there were two, there's two different types of Spelunky multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So there's where you can go through all the caverns and all that sort of stuff, right? So you're like doing the standard game, but two of you are playing, which was fun. I mean, but it was it Spelunky is difficult. Um, and it was we were struggling to kind of get get through a lot of it together. Uh, we weren't getting very far, but it was funny because we, you know, it was like, how do we do this? And we kept getting killed, and you know, it's it's just a fun game that way, and we enjoyed that. But we had a lot more fun playing the death match. So it's like effectively one on one. We were playing it, uh, loads of weapons and bombs and ropes, and basically just jumping around these screens, trying our best to kill each other. We had a lot of fun playing that actually. So that's a real fun uh, multiplayer experience. But then we played, uh, so then Worms downloaded and we probably played it for about four hours. Like, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was it was just, we had just a great time. You, you've played Worms, right? You must have played Worms. Uh, I always disliked Worms. Why is that? Myself. Tell me. Uh, because of the characters, I don't, like, they remind me of actual Worms. Oh, well, they are Worms. Yeah, I don't like them. Okay. Well, 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 me and you will never play worms L- together. L- like, I think they're gross. Okay. Well, if it helps you, your objective is to kill them. So, Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it's about. So worms is a one-on-one strategy game. So there's two. you each have a team, and you have like multiple worms in your team, and it's a war game. In effect, you take turns at trying your best to destroy them. You have a time limit, say it's like 60 seconds for your turn 
in which you can move, you can move around, you can jump around, and then you attack in some way. So as well as moving, there are some uh, items that can help you move. So for example, using a blowtorch to tunnel through some of the terrain, right? So you can get to a better position or you can hide or bunker yourself in from attack. And then you get an attack of some description. And all the weapons are insane. They're all like bazookas and homing missiles and shotguns, baseball bats. So if you're standing next to someone, you can smack them off a cliff, which is my favorite thing to do. Uh, but there are crazy like airstrikes and you can unleash exploding sheep. And it's just this fun, crazy game. Uh, and once you take your offensive action, your turn will end and then it's the other team's turn. Uh, and it's basically about who wins. And we played... I think we played nine games, or nine or eight games in total, and I was beaten. I think five to three or five to four, um, in, in the epic Worms tournament of two thousand and fourteen. Congrats to Mike's girlfriend. Yes, she she's she was much better than me. Like she went like three zero three three zero up, uh, and then then I, I I locked in and was able to bring it to three zero, and then was just trounced in the last two games. So cool. It's a fun, it's really fun. Like it is super fun. It's a, it's a good game, and it's it, I think it was like eight pounds or something uh, on on the on the PlayStation Store. So I I recommend it. Very well, we gotta we gotta come up with a with the mic seal of approval. Yeah, that gets uh, the seal of approval. Yeah, it, it it has to 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 include like a UK flag and and a crown, a little top hat. Or top hat. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all like about top, top hat. Top hat and a crown and the UK flag. It's is it called the Union Jack? It's called the Union flag, actually, but people call it the Union Jack. I, I don't really okay. know the difference, but there is somebody that does, and it's CGB Cray, and he has a great video, and I'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Um, so there you go. Okie dokie. Well, I think that uh, I think that about about comes to the end of this week's episode, Federico. Yeah, it's a fun episode with a lot of links, a lot mm-hmm. of games, a lot mm-hmm. of news. Yeah. So if you want to find and, those and, and 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 slowpoke and slowpoke so. always slowpoke. Cool. So you know you've got a great episode. If you want to find the links, point your web browser as we mentioned from whatever console you'd like at relay.fm/virtual/15. If you'd like to find me at Federico online, I'm at imike i m y k e and I host many shows on Relay FM. Federico is at Vichichi v i t i c c i and he writes the fantastic Mac stories. Net. Thanks again to Loot Crate, Drafts, and Dash for sponsoring this week's episode. And we'll be back next time with another episode of Virtual, and we will have lots of Pokemon discussion next week, I think. It's probably going to dominate, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Until then, say goodbye, Federico. Arrivederci. <laughs>